John Clark with Clark Energy Consulting. All right. Thanks for joining us here today at the Crude Life with our OG brief, Clark Energy Consulting. John Clark, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jason. How are you? Good, doing well. And I'm glad that we're going to be talking about some of this uh, innovation when it comes to the well site. I used to love writing stories about uh, the things going on at the well site. And I see that you've got uh, this week's OG brief is titled Fracking Faster and Safer Than Ever. So let's start off by talking a little bit about that. The title, let's start off with faster maybe, huh? Certainly. So, you know, my background in fracking I spent quite a bit of time in the field and and also in the office. Last episode, we talked how drillers are setting records in well length. And this week, I'd like to give a kudos to my buddies in the fracking world and how innovations are improving efficiencies um, and also reducing injuries. There's an old adage that in industrial processes, operations can be done safe, cheap, or quick, but not all three. Well, that's changing in today's oil field, and I'll talk a little bit about how fracking technologies are redefining this. Last episode, I mentioned how the U.S. rig count is down about 25%, while frack crews are down about a third. Uh, and, you know, years ago, one frack crew could service roughly two rigs, but due to the advances in drilling abilities and the ability to frack faster than ever, one frack crew now services about two and a half to three rigs. It's interesting because the, you know, the, there's technologies that have uh, improved the ability to frack more stages per day. I recall, you know, about a decade ago, uh, single well operations were the norm where you would frack a stage, run wireline into the well, frack the next stage, and there's a limit of about, you know, three to five stages per day. You know, the, a lot of the crews would take breaks for lunch. Not today. Today, they're fracking so fast that you may not have time to run to the port john in between stages. I'm not kidding. Some, some of these well sites, they're fracking 10 stages in 12 hours. Uh, depending on the frack design, you know, there's the, uh, technologies that have allowed for safer operations, and I'll kind of talk to some of those. One one of the technologies is, uh, if you've ever heard the term zipper fracking. Zipper fracking? That's right. I'm not familiar with that, no. So zipper fracking is basically where you can utilize what's called a zipper manifold. It's basically a conjunction of valves and pipe that allow the frack pumps to divert flow between wells without having to break iron, treating iron that the fluid goes through and hammering to, you know, to each well. So while multiple wells are being drilled per pad now, you can utilize a zipper manifold and you don't have to re-rig up iron every to each well each for each stage. So that, you know, reduces injuries from hammering, also allows for quicker operations. You know, you can basically frack well A, when you're done, close a valve, open the next valve to well B and frack that one. And with the advance of hydraulic valves, you can do this while standing outside of what's called the red zone. Jason, have you heard of the red zone? 
I just find this pretty fast. I mean, I'm thinking about back in the days when they, the wells were walking, you know, they got the legs where you can walk them and they got the, you know, the different lateral drills and that sort of thing. So the red zone, um, I, I, I'm familiar with that term, but I don't know if I'm familiar with that term in the way you're using it. So what context are you using the term red zone? The red zone in the fracking world is considered the area in which there's high pressure iron. And while pumping the frack, there's a rule on location. Nobody is to be in the red zone while frack is pumping because you're talking about 10,000 PSI pressure in many cases. And if somebody's in the, inside the red zone and there happens to be a leak or a problem, you know, that could be fatal. So the red zone has kind of been established within where the high pressure zone is as a safety precaution to prevent people from getting hurt. And a lot of the technologies today are efforts to remove people from the red zone while still being able to operate and continue the frack. And with the advance of plug and perf, you, you basically have frack pumping on well A, and then wireline is running in, setting the plug, perforating on well B in conjunction. So there's some synergy there versus having to wait for frack to finish and then wireline run in. So that the zipper fracking is really what's allowed for this advance in efficiencies. And additionally, there's some technologies that basically allow wireline to come off well B and go perforate well C while frack is still pumping on well A. And it used to be you had to have a guy close the valve at the wellhead and remove the tools off of that well. Well, that would put them in the red zone. So there's these remote valves and ability to operate outside of the red zone without putting people in harm's way. How much lubrication are we talking about in this whole process? I mean, it's got to be just automated by, I mean, it's got to be unbelievable. The, I mean, it's just what you're talking about. It sounds like a lot of movement, a lot of moving parts is what I'm getting at. Right. there. I mean, there are, and, and you really have to have a crew that's, you know, watching, communicating, and working together. And that's part of where the efficiency has come from is these crews have, you know, have kind of figured out how to do this quick frack operation and work together and do it safely. So there's certainly been a learning curve uh, and, you know, communicating there's, you know, every before each job, you know, at five, 545 AM when the shift starts at six, 545 PM, there's a safety meeting and the, you know, the operator, the company man, including the, all the vendors and service company reps on location, get together, talk about potential job hazards and ensure that they're all on the same page and communicating, you know, and know what, what to do for that day and, and what order that, you know, the wells will be fracked in and, and ensure that everyone goes home safe. So the, the red zone, eliminating people from within the red zone is, has been huge. Um, not to mention the ability to do all this so quickly with all these moving parts, but safely has been a testament to the technology and, and the learning curve and, you know, just the ability for these crews to, to work together and um, ultimately save costs for both the operator and the service company. Because if you think about it, the operator has an overhead cost. So the longer it takes to frack a well, the more it costs them. At the same time, the frack company, the, 
you know, the pressure pumpers, they make money per stage. So the more stages they put in the ground, that's accelerated revenue for them and also lower overhead. So it's a win-win for both companies. What's interesting is that um, the the cost burden for some of these technologies uh, falls on the operator. It, it's not the frat company that's going out and, um, you know, paying for some of this remote stuff. Although there's some possible changes we may see in the future with remote fracking and, and other things like that, uh, a lot of the cost burden falls on the operator. So the frat companies that are working with operators that are slower, let's say they're not using these technologies, you know, they're ultimately losing money and they can't go to the operator and say, hey, we want you to use this technology. It's really up to the operator, the producer, if you will, the Chevron shells, you know, Exxon Mobiles of the world to say, we're going to, we're going to spend extra money for this, but ultimately it's going to save us money in the long run. Uh, and so there's uh, one thing that'll be interesting to watch and, you know, going forward is, is for some of these operators that are slower, the frat companies may actually change their pricing from stage rate to day rate pricing to kind of overcome uh, the loss or the deceleration of revenue from slower operations. So uh, that's one trend that, you know, could possibly play out depending on, um, you know, the speed of the frack and so forth. But ultimately, uh, all these technologies are, are good for reducing injuries and, and accelerating, you know, the efficiencies, which ultimately reduce costs. So it is possible to, to frack quicker, cheaper, and safer today. And that's what's being done.